drugs are good, I think, is the message we need to take from this. Um, yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> put too much store by that. It's the message I took, Dominic. It's the message I took. If you don't think drugs are good, go home, take all your albums and throw them in the bin. That's a Bill Hicks line, I think. And welcome back to Geek Sweat. We are talking today about Netflix's surprise runaway hit of the autumn and winter seasons, The Queen's Gambit. I'm King Dom, and joining me today are Jamie. Hi, guys. Hi, everyone. Hi, Dom. Hi, Jamie. Good to see you again. And joining me again, Stephen Code. Hello. He's my full name, like uh, Mr. Stephen Hello. Code. <laughs> Do you know what it is? Because you were Cody and then you were Stephen and then I got confused, like, what are we calling it? Are you Cody or Stephen? As long as it's not Stevie, because he hates that. Yeah. Yeah, right. Right, so Queen's Gambit. Queen's Gambit, yeah. Queen's Gambit is Netflix's surprise hit. It's a mini-series starring Anna Taylor-Joy about a chess prodigy in the 1960s and it follows her from a difficult childhood as an orphan placed in a state institution all the way to competing for the world championship in moscow russia at the height of the cold war so let's go straight in jamie what were your initial thoughts about this you know what i think is i because anya um is so so new to the film industry like i i think i've only seen advertisements on emma with her in it I, I just think she's an interesting-looking person. Um, but chess, for me in general, I've I've never really taken to it, so I kind of thought... Mm. Really? Because you are a board game person in general, so I, I thought you would it would be down your street. Yeah, Or up your street. Chess, I'm not one for strategy, let's put it that way. <laughs> so, and, and chess is really cerebral um, in comparison to some of the board games that I play. So... Um, <laughs> But, but what, you're saying Monopoly be... isn't cerebral? Well, yeah, but it's also very, more, it's a lot more social as well, whereas chess is mm. serious. You know, if you're going to play chess, you have to be quite serious. Um, so um, I, 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 I didn't think that it would appeal, but actually in terms of the, you know, the, the miniseries, I, it actually was quite engaging. But, it, you know, that's the storytelling though, isn't it? Stephen, what about you? What did you think initially? Initially, uh, uh, before I watched it, you mean? <laughs> As you watched it, you know, before you reflected on it in the considered way you usually do. Well, I, I haven't really reflected yet because I haven't actually finished it. The reason is because I was kind of, I knew I had to watch it for this today and I had enough time, but I was quite enjoying it and I didn't really want to binge it because I don't think it's really binge worthy. I think it's a little bit too slow and a little bit too kind of considered. To kind of, mm. it, it, and it, it hasn't got like like major kind of twisty storylines. It's all quite relaxed. Uh, I mean, this is why I quite like it. It's quite I can relax watching it. And um, so this Ooh. is why I haven't finished it yet because I want to I want to kind of give it time over the next few episodes. So I've, I'm up to episode. I finished episode four. So um, I, and uh, yeah, I think it's chess with me. Um, Normally, I, I was a bit afraid that I'd um, be watching this and then get into one of my chess um, f- um, fads, which I have occasionally when I kind of 
Um, I used to live, uh, a friend of mine when I was at university, a friend would, um, oh, Ben, Ben, who you've already had on the Geek Sweat, um, interviewed, uh, he was into chess. So I used to play a bit there and I bought a few books. But I've never, I can't, I have, like Jay, I can't really have to learn about chess. You can't just play it instinctively. Uh, and back, backgammon's my game, backgammon's game I love because it's kind of, it's, because that's, um, you know, that's strategic thinking plus luck, which I like. I like a bit of luck in my games. Mm. There's no luck you know, in chess. I've, I've never figured out how to play that, Gavin. Oh, it's me just, neither. You'll have to show us. It's the most fun game. And um, and you can bet on it too, which is a bonus. Yeah, but it's, it's a great story about a girl, you know, and her obsessions with chess and tranquilizers and blowjobs at the start. And yeah, it's, it's the age-old story. What more could you need? Yeah. Well, there was um, actually a, a, a sexual scene. Are we going there already? I guess we are. There was a sexual scene which I liked from an artistic standpoint. And um, Anna Taylor-Joy actually mentioned this in an interview, which is um, the scene where she loses her virginity and then she gives the boy a pat on the shoulder afterwards. And <laughs> it's just funny because... But, I mean, I, I like, think... No, <laughs> you tried. <laughs> But I think also, you know, she had trouble connecting as well. So it was, for her, it was just a physical thing. It wasn't really about connection or, you know, anything deeper. So, Yeah, well, it was like she marks off all her encounters. Her chess encounters are always formalised with a handshake at the end. So she felt she should somehow formalise this thing. (laughs) And she didn't know how to do it, so she gives him a pat. Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. It was, it was just a nice little touch, and apparently Anna Taylor-Joy thought of this when they were improving the scene, so <laughs> nice touch. All right, so the production design on this show, it's been getting a lot of plaudits and a lot of attention. Um, what did you think, Jamie? Did that help to pull you into the series? You know what? I, For me, <laughs> and this is quite shallow, but I really liked her costume. I, I, yeah. I liked her wardrobe. Mm-hmm. I really liked her wardrobe. Um, you know, a couple of pieces were kind of blur, but the majority of her wardrobe as she got older was, was a kind of, they were actually really nice. Um, and I was reading an article um, that it was very intentional that a lot of her clothing had um, lines on it um, mm. you know, because the chessboard has lines and a lot of her clothing had lines on them. Um, Symbolism. Yeah, yeah I, I really enjoyed how they... Um, you know, graduated her age as as the series went on and, and how the, you know, just her character development I thought was really good. It was The first jump was a bit weird because her friend stayed the same actress and um, <laughs> that just freaked me out. I, I think her friend was meant to be slightly older, wasn't she? Because she was already a teenager. Oh, is that uh, right? Yeah. 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 Reason then, yeah. Uh, okay, uh, I was very, one thing, just a little observation. I was very impressed with their pill taking skills. They never use water, and they were big pills, and all the time just chugging them down. What do you think of the drugs angle, the tranquilizers? Well, it's a weird one because obviously tranquilizers traditionally wouldn't have any place in chess. You wouldn't like have something that would chill you out before a match where you need to be sharpened. But it definitely added another. Would you? 
Well, I, I mean, wasn't wasn't it implied that she can only see the the pieces on the ceiling when she's on the tranquilizer? Oh yeah, no, that was definitely implied. But that's a fiction. That was like the um, artistic license of the show, and it totally works in the context of the show. Yeah, yeah. But I think oh. it also made her character interesting as well because it was her vice, you know, and you know that was her struggle. I mean, like, I think it would have been a very boring series if it was kind of like, you know. Um, you know, easy sailing right through, you know? So I think, you know... I mean, it's pretty easy sailing for her, to be fair. So it definitely yeah. needs a bit of edge from somewhere. Yeah. Nothing, nothing really terrible ever happens to her, apart from her mum dying, obviously, and being an orphan. But even the... Or- I, 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 I dig that orphanage if I was there, because, you know, you're chilled out all the time. You know, there's kind of big meals. I, I think I'd be all right in that orphanage. I could think of... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, what, what are you saying? You, you, you'd like to be an orphan. <laughs> Don't tell your mum. It, it had that thing that American series have where everyone in the first couple of episodes, apart from the hero, was a bit of a dick, and which I always kind of, kind of annoys me because, you know, this kind of blanket, everyone's a bit of a dick. But, I mean, the, 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 um, the head, she was, I mean, she was a bit hard-nosed, but she was okay. I could have dealt with her as a headmistress. You know the tranquilizers. That, that that's a that's good, and you know it would have been fun. I think I'd have liked that orphanage. And she only le- and the first chess match she actually loses is not until that that weird kid with the leather jacket who was in Doctor Who. Benny. Mm-hmm. Is that Benny. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the actor Thomas Brody Sangster who was yeah. in Love Actually. He was Liam Neeson's son. And I do somehow feel like he's cheated his fate to be a where-are-they-now child actor. Somehow he's come back with the creditable adult performance. Well, he was in Game of Thrones as well. But he still looks like a child. He does, even though he's 30, weirdly. Yeah, yeah. He's got the skinny, lanky look to him. Yeah, so she doesn't face any major, major kind of... After her mum's suicide, suicide, yeah, obviously, um, it's kind of quite plain sailing for her when she gets to chess. She has little kind of disagreements about, you know, because uh, you know when she um, the um, old guy should have been played by Steve Pemberton, the uh, her, her guru. Oh, when, yeah, he um, would have been great. The janitor. Yeah, Tribal. when he went there to play on when her queen gets taken and. Um, so uh, all the little kind of things she faces, she kind of deals with quite easily. She's a very good guy. I like his character. And that's why, I mean, that's the thing about this program. It's that I just enjoy watching it and I don't want too much bad things to happen. It's kind of, I just like mm. watching it. I think that's definitely part of its appeal in 2020 of all years. Lots of people are saying they just like the fact that not too many bad things happen. They don't want bad things to happen to her. Can I have a little shout out to my favourite character, who is uh, the stepmom, the the the, the uh, foster mum? Yeah, played by Marielle Heller, who is also a director. Okay, I I, I just love that character and her. She's great. Yeah, I, I thought she's right. Her little double act with her and um, Beth, I think, kind of made the show for me. Um, the, the way that uh, you know Beth obviously loved they obviously loved each other. They were. 
They're very close. Well, actually, you know what? For for a little while there, I thought their characters were struggling to connect, but I, I think by the end of, um, you know, <laughs> I don't want to give away spoilers. <laughs> That's the problem. Um, I, but I, you know, it was a slow start to the relationship, I thought, because initially I didn't feel like there was that, you know, mother-adopted-daughter um, relationship there until later, much, much later on. Mm. Um, she kept, but the thing about it was that even when she was um, all um, uh, drunk, she still came out with these little bits of advice that would actually kind of resonate with with Beth, which is cool. And and she was actually, despite her kind of alcoholic portrayal, she was actually quite an intelligent woman. I mean, she, I mean, it's not normal housewives go around kind of talking about Aristotle and play piano that well and she and she was quite you know it was this kind of what maybe so in a part I suppose that Beth for her was a little bit of a way of kind of recapturing what she could have been and um I, I think they had fun it could have been they could have done it in a horrible way or alcoholism kind of kind of soured the relationship but I think it was more that Beth just toler- to- tolerated her her weaknesses and and um Kind of and was emboldened by her strength and mm. yeah, I, I thought she's a great character. Although best um best uh, supporting character, just one. I, I did love the little Russian guy. <laughs> <laughs> the little Russian guy. <laughs> oh yeah, the little kitty that yeah, asked about the drive-in. Yeah. Oh, that was cute. Then she just oh she just shut him down. <laughs> she, oh, I uh, thought so she had to concentrate on a game, but it was She's after just the being game. Professional. It was after yeah. the game as well. <laughs> you think she was a bit harsh there? She could have been a bit nicer. Well, I, I'm, I wasn't sure if it was a kind of like, how do I let him down slowly, or let's yeah. just cut him off at the knees. <laughs> but I mean, like he, she, I think. She did warm to him by the end of the game, you know, once they've finished up. So Yeah. So um while we're talking about characters, let's talk about the um the character of uh, Beth herself, who's played by Anna Taylor Joy. And you might not have seen her before, but she's been in a few things. She's been in the horror film The Watch in 2015. She was in Split, the uh, infamous M. Night Shyamalan film, and also Glass as well. So Two M. Light Shyamalan films. She's come through and lived to tell the tale. Mm. And, of course, she's recently been seen in Emma. What did you think of Taylor Joy's performance, Jamie? Um, I thought it was really good, but I'm pretty sure her name is Anya, not Anna. Is it? Okay. It's A-N-Y-A. Is it? Are you sure? A-N-Y-A. It's Anya. Is it A-N-Y-A? Yeah. Unless you pronounce it Anna. Maybe I've got Anna on my. I've got Anna on my notes. That's why. Well, I'm pretty sure it's Anya. It is. It is. Okay. Anya, yeah. It is. Okay. I'm not going to blame the note taker, Trevor. <laughs> I'm going to own that one. Well, to be honest, it's the first thing I've actually seen her in. Like I, I saw her on the advertisements for Emma, but I haven't actually. I, I haven't taken note of her prior to that. Um, so this is the first thing I've actually seen her perform and I think she did really well thing is like you know she's she's not 
conventional beauty in terms of what Hollywood normally goes for. Like, and then this is probably sad for me to say, but her eyes are slightly wider than normal, mm. and her cupid's bow on her upper lip is like really well defined and like really accentuated. So overall. Her face is actually really interesting to look at. And for some reason, I can't look away. It's weird. Um, but I loved her performance in Queen's Gambit. I did. Yeah, it was a very striking performance. And I think the fact that some people weren't aware of her before just heightened that. Yeah, I mean, what yeah. I, compare it, I compare it to Killing Eve, the first season of that, where no one seemed to know who Villanelle was. And everyone was just going, who is that? Well, Natalie, Natalie Coma. No. Oh my God, I've forgotten her name. <laughs> Jodie Coma. Jodie Coma. I knew it was a coma. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Natalie. Yeah, she's good. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Oh, erase that. Erase it. I didn't say it. I didn't yeah, yeah. Abort, abort. <laughs> By the way, we've had a confirmation <laughs> there is a Y in Anya, as if one were needed. But yeah, the producer's been on the comms. It's Anya with a Y. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen, what did you make of Anya's performance? And was it yeah, a highlight like, of the series for you? She's kind of... Uh, I, I mean, she, you kind of see... Because you see the story through her, she's kind of... You know, it's about her reactions to everything and her... Uh, there's a sense that she's apart from everyone else, you know, and um, which is, um, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's she's great. I've seen her something before, but I can't remember what it was called. It was a period drama. Um, I can't. I cannot remember what it was called. It's a BBC series, I think. It was around on it at Christmas at one point. Um, yeah, but she's she, yeah. She has obviously got that distinctive look. Um, the, the massive Ooh. eyes. Um, massive eyes are good. <laughs> <laughs> massive eyes. All the better for seeing you with. Although I must say, the, the, the original actress, the actress in the first episode, I thought she is very good as well. Yeah, um, actually, yeah. yeah very well cast. I mean, that's yeah. where a lot of films fall down with casting uh, not necessarily a bad child actor, but just a child actor who looks completely wrong. Yeah, I mean, she looked like her, and she also, you know, um, they, they played the character the same way. It was, it was, that was very interesting. Um, I mean, I think having the same yeah, director throughout helped. A little bit sad to see her go in episode two because yeah, I thought she was very good. They could make, yeah, could make a little good. bit about her time at the orphanage on the drugs and the uh, <laughs> uh, boys across the yard. It would be great. <laughs> I'm sure, like, Netflix will be doing that by season six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, this, this will be, this is a one-off series, isn't it? Because it's based on the novel by um, the guy who wrote Walter Tevis. Yeah. Walter Tevis, who also wrote The Hustler, The Colour of Money, and The Man Who Fell to Earth. It's a weird, com- like, it's like sport or game, and then it's game uh, novels, and then, like, an alien, a novel by an alien. That's... Um, so I guess, like, The Man Who Fell to Earth, that's, like, kind of a satire about um, the 1970s human greed. He was on a planet um, which didn't have any water, so it was, like, an ecological disaster. 
Yeah. And apparently he wrote the Queen's Gambit because he wanted to do a tribute to um, the brilliant women that he knew. Ah, okay. So that was the reason. By the way, what did you make of the title? Did the title have any res- resonance for you, Stephen? I, 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 knew, well, I, I knew it as a term in chess. So, I mean, can you explain to us what is the Queen's Gambit? Could I explain it? Yeah, I, 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 briefly, <laughs> like not too technically. Um, hold I on. Mean, is it known for, for something like known for being an aggressive move or a, a I, winning I think, move? I, I, you know, when I was saying before about, um, uh, you know, buying all these chess books, I, I never read them, but they were too complicated. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the Queen's, the Queen's Gambit is the chess opening that starts with the moves D4, D5, and then C4. It's one of the oldest openings and is still commonly played today. It's traditionally described as a gambit because white appears to sacrifice the C pawn. However, this could, could be considered a misnomer as black cannot retain the pawn without incurring, incurring a disadvantage. So there you go. It's one of the oldest known chess openings. It was mentioned right. in 1490. Wow. Yes. To temporarily sacrifice a prawn to gain control of the centre of the board. And it's all about holding the centre. <laughs> Not a prawn, a pawn. Not a prawn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> pawn. You're, 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 you're struggling with language today. You really <laughs> Thanks for correcting me about the pawn, Jamie. Okay. <laughs> it's P-A-W-N. <laughs> <laughs> There's no R. King's Gambit, which would just be that, but on the other side. Right, so that's the king, players playing as black. But the king can't move the way a queen can. Yeah, but you don't move the queen in Queen's Gambit. Oh. I know nothing. <laughs> But okay. yeah, I guess something the Queen's Gambit um, reminded me of, even though it's the title of the novel by Walter Tevis, but then they would have changed the title if it wasn't appropriate. It reminded me of The Crown, which is still Netflix flagship show for spectacle and big budget. Well, spectacle, yeah, I, I, basically. Never seen it. <laughs> never hey, when, never when, seen when, it either. When I first heard the title, I, I, I thought of poker, so... <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I yeah. totally got that wrong because I thought it was a show yeah. about poker, but it was actually about chess. So, yeah, once again, I know nothing. Really, I actually when I heard the title, I thought of the new adventure, new Avengers, uh, not not the uh, comics, the uh, British TV series, because of uh, Gareth Hunt's um, Gambit? Mike Gambit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The other thing it reminded me of was um, the King's Speech, which um, possibly it's not that connected to, although the King's Speech was kind of a feel-good film, and it was also about something specific that it tried to make universal, because the the history of the King's Speech isn't that important. It's a more a universal story made out of something specific, so maybe there is a little connection. Okay. Okay. By the way, our magic comms have told us that um, it's the Queen's Gambit if the pawn in front of the Queen is the one that's sacrificed. Okay, I'll, I'll bear that in mind next game. Yeah. 
And uh, <laughs> apparently there was a film which was called Porn Sacrifice, made in 2014, which features Tobey Maguire as Bobby Fischer. Mm. Okay. Bobby oh, Fischer, yeah, of course, the famous to... Grandmaster. If, if you want to watch a good, uh, good uh, documentary about chess, the Deep Blue... Um... Um, oh yeah, I've seen that really good documentary. It's very, very good. Yeah, I second that, Stephen. We should always make a point of recommending good documentaries on this show. So, yeah. absolutely seconded. That's fantastic. Game over. Yeah. Game over is the name of the documentary. What's it called? Sorry. Game over. Okay, okay. And also, I'm sure there's a good documentary about Bobby Fischer as well, um, but I can't think of it offhand. Um, Okay, we can put that in the comments, maybe. In the comments. But um, back to um, back to the Queen's Gambit. Um, as the story progressed, um, it took on a more familiar narrative arc, and um, you could see that um, she was building up to this big competition in Moscow. Did you enjoy like um, the plot features becoming more prominent as it progressed, Jamie? Yeah, I did actually. You know, just you know, <clears throat> I mean, she started off as someone who just wanted to win, and she was always winning. And then her first losses, <clears throat> and just the um, inner torment she went through with that—it's kind of like, yeah, it, it, yeah. I, I I enjoyed her aggression. I I enjoyed her character development. Um, and you know, by the end, you know, I, it made me cry. The ending made me cry. So I don't know if I cried, but I was definitely feeling emotional. I was like punching the air and going, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. You know, do you know what it reminded me of? Like um, the final episode in a weird way, and the. I'm going to cover remember my ears. Now, was it? My ears. <laughs> okay, see, yeah, cover your ears or mute to me. me. To me, it was like she fought the little boss, then the, well, the mini boss, the little boss, <laughs> the bigger yeah. boss, and then the grandmaster. So. <laughs> it's like that was the final boss fight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was very much that. But what it also reminded me of is Rocky Four. Have you seen that film? Rocky Four. It's the one where he goes to Moscow to fight the the Russian guy who's the product of the KBG. KBG I watched that cinema. KGB. Did you really? I, I was in the cinema and I came out of the cinema with blood all over my face. So, yeah. Ow. I, uh, I, I um, somehow fell and hit my head on, my hit my, my uh, mouth on the uh, chair in the cinema and cut Ouch. my lip. <laughs> wow. <During Rocky. laughs> Yeah. Were you were you like uh, fighting along as you were watching? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the chair fought back. Oh, that's what happens in Cornwall. It, it, you know, cinema fights are quite common. You know. <laughs> I I, I didn't take Cornwall for a rough area. I, I I thought it was kind of like prim and proper up there or down there. Or up, up there. there. Down up there. Right down. <laughs> it's kind of like mm. down down. Diagonally. <laughs> Poverty centre. Yeah, it could have been the first um, 4D cinema experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> People pay for that these days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Ivan Drago was the name of the fighter in Rocky IV. But what it reminded me of was um, there's this epic montage in Rocky IV where Rocky's like running up a mountain and um, the Russian guy's like in a bunker somewhere being given pills. So I thought they could have actually done an inverse Rocky montage where it's the Russian guy who's like training in the open air and it's Beth who's taking all the pills. Yeah. It's different yeah. though because tranquilizers and and um, you know steroids are <laughs> two yeah. different things. Yeah, I mean oh. tranquilizers aren't really performing it enhancing, are they? <laughs> well, for her they were. <laughs> it opened up her mind. I think that's the whole thing, though, isn't it? Tranquilizers just opened up her mind to to more possibilities. Mm. Yes. Drugs are good, I think, is the message we need to take from this. Um, yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> put too much store by that. It's the message I took, Dominic. It's the message I took. If you don't think drugs are good, go home, take all your albums and throw them in the bin. That's a Bill Hicks line, I think. So I feel like we've almost reached the end of the road on The Queen's Gambit. But um, before we go... Um, we know that Netflix likes to extend the lives of their hits. So, Stephen, would you like to see this returning for a second season, despite the fact that it would be going away from the source material? Would you be prepared to see it come back? Um, I'm prepared. I'm looking forward to what's in the end of the first season first, and then I'll, I'll decide whether I'm, I think it's worth another season. I mean, I don't... <laughs> I mean, he didn't do a follow-up novel, so it's going to have to be a completely original, whereas Colour of Money, of course, which is the sequel to The Hustler, was also a novel. So, I I mean, I don't know. I mean, we we do know how wrong things can go occasionally when they move away from their source. Yeah, they do. do. Um, I just think... I mean, this is the problem with TV, isn't it? you just got to keep making it. Uh, This is why... I always wanted to make films and uh, not TV, even though I prefer TV films. It's just, you know, it's just the endless drudge of more seasons. And, um, you know, maybe, I mean, maybe I'll feel differently at the end when I actually watch this in the first season. But I, I, I like nice self-contained things that, you know, I, th- I think it's nice. There you okay. go. <laughs> Jamie, yeah, that good answer. Jamie, would you like to see more Queen's Gambit? I, I don't think it needs another series. I don't think it needs another season. I think it I think it's done its dash for me. I don't, I don't know what you from because look her whole thing has been to get to Russia and 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 um fight the big boss. Mm. Um I don't know what you could do after that. I mean like what you're going to follow her as the champion or you're going to follow her with um Benny Boy and you know her having a family and oh, what what are you going to go on? What, what, what kind of story? <laughs> <laughs> don't worry Stephen, that's not an actual spoiler. That's just speculation. Yeah. Okay. I I just don't understand what you would do in the next season. Maybe I, I think Russian kid. Well, but, up. but then you're not following Beth anymore. So no, would, would your second Beth story's over, I, I assume. So yeah. Well yeah, yeah. I mean like if you're going to do a complete kind of um original and move away from the book anyway, 
I mean, that's the only way you're going to have a season two is, is a complete original with someone else, another chess prodigy or maybe a poker prodigy. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't wow. think you can. Maybe you make something for me for once. <laughs> like what? What? Backgammon? backgammon. A backgammon? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, Even is there like a backgammon term that you can use in the title? Um, ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I wish you prepared me for that question because I could go up something witty, but we have like 30 seconds. Uh, no, I can't. Right. <laughs> okay. We'll Nothing put that catchy. one in the comments. Sorry? We'll put that one in the comments too. Okay, then. Yeah. By the way, um, for those of you who are interested and it really is worth seeing even if you think you're not a chess person the full name of the documentary is game over dot dot kasparov and the machine which was made in 2003 yes it's exactly. about gary kasparov's game against the ibm chess computer deep blue yeah very very good documentary but we are almost out of time for the queen's gambit so final thoughts yeah yeah Watch really enjoyed really enjoyed it i enjoyed it yeah i enjoyed it i think i think most people who watch it will get sucked in and will enjoy it even if they don't play chess i mean considering what mm. it, it inspired us um a spike in chess sets being sold and you know yes a thousand percent spike in chess sets yeah there you so, go i you know what i even, even though i'm not a big chess player i did when i went to greece i bought a chess set when I was in Athens, one of those mm. ornate kind of really nice ornate chess chess boards and pieces cost me an arm and leg, but oh, very beautiful. If you can get a really Have nice chess board, it? no, because it's in New Zealand. Because I I oh. wasn't I wasn't intending on staying in the UK as long as I did, so it's been in New Zealand. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, <laughs> um, insane. <laughs> but it's at least I've got a nice little keepsake for my trip to Athens. Um, actually, I wouldn't mind going back and buying a bigger one because the one I bought, because I was traveling light, <laughs> it was only like size of an A4 kind of, you know, so small one. But it had like a Spartan soldier's pawns and, you know, it was actually pretty cool. It's a pretty nice. cool set. Well, once the travel restrictions are over, you know, get back on that plane to Athens and get yourself a bigger chess set. Yeah, I'll have to take a bigger um, um, bigger suitcase as well to put it in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We all need goals for 2021, so, you know, yeah. that's yours. Travel. Get a bigger chess set that I probably won't use. It'll just be pretty. <laughs> It'll sit in the corner. Oh, that's pretty. Oh, I'll give you a game on it. And I'm not the best chess player, so you know you won't be overwhelmed by any means. I did win a game. I, I did win a game against an ex very quickly. Like I think it must have been like four moves, and he was checking. <laughs> 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 did you break up shortly after? <laughs> you know what? Yeah, we did. Mm. We did. I think I think I've solved the mystery of why that didn't work out. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> uh, I, I do like my men to be intelligent. 
<laughs> Historically, they have been. So uh, that, that, oh. that's on me. That is totally on me. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's a sad mm. situation, but yeah. hey, <laughs> another goal for twenty twenty one. Well, maybe <laughs> I'll think about it. I don't know if I can go through it again. Ah, uh. oh. right. Jamie, okay, wrapping up, Stephen. Wrapping up, always a pleasure. Thank you for joining me as we talked about the Queen's Gambit. It is a cultural phenomenon. It's six thumbs up from us. See you very soon. Bye. Have six thumbs up. We've got two each. <laughs> I know. Well, okay, bro. Okay. Got two each. Yeah, we've got okay. two each. There are three of us. <laughs> but I don't have six thumbs, but we do. Okay, between us. I, okay, Sorry. I said it's six thumbs up from us. I missed it. I missed it. Sorry. Just a moment of confused.com. <laughs> <laughs> right, thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye from me.